0: so i wrote about this oh fuck i've just spilt water all over my keyboard <laughs> oh f- oh dear don't oh. panic hang on <laughs> there's big puddles of water on my desk but...
1: oh my god um <laughs> do you want to take two minutes to deal with
0: this issue? <laughs> no just quickly no. we carol the show must go on <laughs> we can't stop for anything Smashing Security, Episode 269, Trees or Deep Throat, A CCTV Stalker, and Amazon's List of Banned Words, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security, Episode 269. My name's Graham Cluley. And I'm Carol Terrio. And, Carol, this week we are joined by a returning guest. Someone who hasn't been on the show for a couple of years, but we're delighted to have her back. It's Zoe Rose. Hello, Zoe.
2: Hello, how are you?
1: (laughs) Fabulous to have you back. You are our listeners' favorite voice, so I'm sure many of them are going
2: crazy. I try not to laugh too hard (laughs) because I'm not a huge fan of my own voice, but um, I I do appreciate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there were a lot of people who liked your voice, and I think they well, they still do. I imagine. Well, hopefully, (laughs) it's not gone. Because you've got that weird amalgamation. Everyone's like, where does she come from? What's she doing? I know you've moved about a bit. And the other big news with you, of course, is that since you were on, you've had a child.
2: I have made a human being. Isn't that shocking? Incredible,
0: though. Don't go into details as to how you made it. But anyway, so (laughs) you. There is a mini Zoe Rose out there now. Yes. Oh, gorgeous. With
2: much more fabulous hair. Oh. It is. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> How about we thank this week's
1: sponsors, Collide and Keeper Security. It's their support and help us give you this show
0: for free. Now, coming up on today's show, Graham, what do you got? Oh, well, something unpleasant that arrived in my mailbox. Ew. <laughs> okay, <laughs> So, what about you?
2: I am also talking about not something super pleasant. It's about a man that has decided to be a stalker.
1: Oh, gosh. Okay. And I'm going to look at ideas from Amazon head honchos on how to boost employee morale. All this and much more coming up on this episode of Smashing Security.
0: Now, chums, chums, I want to tell you about something which happened to me this past weekend, Sunday morning. There I am. I'm thinking, oh, I've got to get out of bed. Another day, <laughs> drag myself out from under the duvet. Is it
1: really that hard?
0: Well, <laughs> you know, it's Sunday morning. You, sort of think, you oh, need to put Dolly it... Parton on when you get up. and then, Really?
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, stumble to the kitchen. Yep.
0: Oh, yeah, Very good. Anyway, I stumbled to my office and I saw mm. that I had received an email telling me that Trezor, or tr- I think it's pronounced Trezor, had been hacked. Do you know what a Trezor is? Well, if it's French, Trezor, it's like a treasure. Oh, oh, maybe that's why they named it that. It is a hardware wallet, something which connects via USB to your computer. And what you do is you um, store your cryptocurrency wallet on it. So if you Ah. don't trust online cryptocurrency wallets, brackets, you shouldn't trust online cryptocurrency wallets because <laughs> they're getting hacked all the time, mm-hmm. then you might choose instead to store it on a USB stick via one of these things, which stores it securely. Now, I've only got about £5 worth of cryptocurrency.
2: Oh, you're rich.
0: <laughs> so, it's not <laughs> as though it's doing very much good. But I received this email, which appeared to come from Trezor. And it said We regret to inform you that Trezor has experienced a security incident involving data belonging to 106,856 of our customers. Mm-hmm. And the wallet associated with your email address is within those affected by the breach. Because you have often talked
1: to people about using hardware wallets, right? Absolutely. So. I think if,
0: you, if you're going to dabble in cryptocurrency, it's probably the sensible place to store your wallet as it makes it more difficult for hackers to break in or access it. And this message, which looked pretty legitimate, said that hackers had broken into Trezor's admin servers the day before, last Saturday. And they said, we're looking into this data breach, but we think that there could be a problem for you. So you need to update the desktop piece of software on your computer called Trezor Suite, because otherwise your cryptocurrency assets are at risk of being stolen.
1: And this came by email? This came
0: via email. That's right. came from trezor.us. And I I was like, oh, I thought that's That's a bit worrying. Now, obviously, at first I was thinking, well, it might be real because I do have a Trezor device, so they may well have my email address when I bought it.
2: Mm -hmm. And I clicked
0: on the link in the message, and it took me to what appeared to be the Trezor site. And I thought, well, this is quite a good story. I thought I should write this up for my blog. Quite interesting if Trezor have been hacked.
2: Yeah, and, and it sounds it sounds like it was quite a professional email as well, not like oh, not a yeah. typical poorly spelt poor grammar. No, no. Interesting.
0: And, and and it's not one of these Ooh. fishes which is sent out to hundreds of thousands of people who aren't trezor customers. And I w- looked Ooh. online and genuine trees or customers are saying I've received this. What on earth is going on? And my spider senses I've got spider senses. Ooh. My spider senses were tingling. That explains all the arms. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> And I wondered if the email was genuine. I thought, I'm going to look at it. So I look at it on my phone, and it looks like it's taken me to sweet.trezor.com. And I thought, okay. Okay. Looks like the Trezor website's got their logo, it's got their branding. But then I noticed something. And I took a really close look, which isn't easy with my eyesight on a tiny yeah. little iPhone SE.
2: I can relate to that.
0: <laughs> but I noticed that under the E of Trezor there was a little dot. And I thought, is that a dot on my screen? Is it just that I haven't cleaned?
1: Which is very possible because, yeah,
0: exactly. The <laughs> cleaning my issue.
1: Right. So it's it a dot on my screen? Is it a piece? Yes. Yeah, dried food or... or is it something? I can
2: also relate to that because my screen is full of child's fingerprints.
0: <laughs> so I wrote about this. Oh, fuck. I've just spilt water all over my keyboard. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Okay, don't oh. panic, anybody. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna turn it up. I'm just gonna turn it upside down and put it over here. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> and there's big puddles of water on oh, my desk. Oh my but,
1: god!
0: Um, and I haven't got a drink anymore. Okay. All right. So, oh no! No. Well, let's let's not let's not worry too much. Do you,
1: you want to take two minutes to deal with this? What?
0: Issue? <laughs> no. Just quickly. No. We're, we Carole, can wait. Carole, The show must go on. Right. <laughs> We can't stop for anything.
1: I just don't want to electrocute yourself. Zoe's a
0: very important person. She's very busy. We can't... Okay, we but just, if
1: you die, it would be really yes. guilty. I just, just, oh, Is there water where the cables
0: are? There's a big puddle. There's a big okay. puddle. I'm can you going please
1: to, just carry, take care of that?
0: I'm just going to swipe it please off onto the floor. Die. Hang on. Here we go. We're going to swipe. Oh, my
1: gosh. One, two,
0: three. Oh, I don't know if you tell are this. We? It's very wet here towel for what? god's okay. sake okay okay i'll get a towel i'm I'll responsible get... for a mini Hang human on. i, can't I hear cannot you.
2: be responsible for you I'll as well exactly can you imagine he dies we have to towel. you have to go to a funeral oh that would be so much work and then he'd be like well how did he die well
0: i'm coming back i'm coming back <laughs> he I'm was back.
2: he was overwhelmed by zoe's lovely voice <laughs>
0: <laughs> And thankfully my office has an ensuite bathroom so i, I do have, you I do are
1: fancy <laughs> He is extremely
0: fancy. So, oh my goodness! All this water everywhere. What's this? Okay. Um, How big was your cup? It was. It was great big. Oh my. Trough. Goodness. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so hello. <laughs> so. Right. <clears throat> right. Right. So yes, there was a dot. Anyway, so I wrote about this on my blog because I thought, oh, I thought no one's read. Really, I thought that definitely isn't the real treason website. I don't know what it's downloading, but I thought this is dangerous. I need to warn people because people are believing this. And so I posted a warning up on Twitter and on Reddit. I linked to my story on my blog and I found other people had also been posting on Reddit saying, Hey, I've received this email. What's going on? You know, it could be a bit dodgy. Right. And what was interesting is their messages on Reddit were being downvoted. Someone Mm. was choosing downvote, 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 downvote.
2: More than someone then. Mm. That would be a lot of accounts for it to make a difference.
0: Exactly. Mm. So, and I thought, why are they doing that? Because this appears to be a genuine warning to people. Who has a vested Mm. interest in downvoting a warning about an attack against trees or users?
2: People Mm. that can
0: financially gain from it. Exactly. (laughs) You're so clever, Graham. And then I noticed something else, right? my website was slowing down a lot because as i was trying to update my story about this attack my website began to time out i thought that's that's not normal i'm not that popular (laughs) well exactly at first i thought oh god i am so popular I've been slash dotted, Reddit. They're all coming through to my wonderful article. But I thought my website should be able to handle this. And so I thought, okay, what I'll do is I drop, just drop a line to my web host. So I log in to them, the people who manage my website for me.
1: Yeah, your and, hosts.
0: Yeah, my host. <laughs> You're hosting hundreds and hundreds of other websites as well. Right. Find out all of their services down as well. And I thought, wow. not just my site. And I thought, that's a bit of a coincidence, isn't it? So I've mm. just written about this attack, <laughs> and suddenly my web host has gone down, and my hosts are not in the habit of going offline. I thought, I wonder if someone's trying to silence me, just like they're downvoting these other messages on Reddit.
2: That's really actually quite good. Not only they've got good grammar, very professional email, they've got a whole <laughs> army of um, what, Redditins. I don't know, and now they've got something set up to send off a DDoS. That's mm. interesting.
1: So that doesn't help your relationship with your
0: hosts very much, I imagine. My. I thought, I thought I'm, I've had that problem with web hosts before. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. do you think? <laughs> Don't yeah. antagonize them too much. Um, so I went back on Reddit and what I noticed now was that my warning about the scam email, the one which was linking to me, suddenly being massively downloaded by persons unknown. So I hmm. thought, okay, there's definitely an attempt to stop people from hearing about this attack that's going Did on. Did you
1: take to the streets, Graham? Did you take to the streets? With a, with a little
0: placard, I went out on <laughs> the street. I thought, there's no other way to do this. <laughs> Now, Trezor at this time hadn't said anything. right? There was nothing on their mm. site. There was nothing on their Twitter account. And I wondered out loud in my article, h- how was it that Trezor customers had been targeted by this scam? You know, Had anyone who wasn't a Trezor customer received this email? Had someone hacked Trezor or maybe hacked the service that Trezor used to send out the emails? Maybe Trezor mm. didn't have 2FA in place on their mailing list or uh, what's going on? And it was about now that someone from Trezor contacted me. And he said, look, you know, stop speculating. He said, we haven't done anything wrong. He said to me, what's happened is that MailChimp, the mailing list service that we use,
1: <laughs> they are
0: responsible. He said, it's a rogue insider at the firm who has hacked our account and stolen our addresses and is spamming people. And I said, oh. And he said, can you update your article? And I said, well. I can't update my article at the moment because my site's been DDoSed I can't him.
2: <laughs> I'm just
1: too popular. <laughs> yeah, and why didn't Trezor go out with that information? Yeah. Because they didn't want to be targeted by well,
0: them? Or I said to him, I said, This is really juicy, I said, Can I quote you? And he said, No, you can't. I said, well, can I say sources inside Treezor? He said, yes, you can say that. I said, but I don't want my name in it because our official CTO, he's going to want to say something about it. And I'll be jumping on his toes. If Should I, if we I call I him Deep Throat then? Let's call him Deep Throat. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to eventually update my website, although it was still very slow to say. Trezor saying, it's not them. Their MailChimp account got attacked by an insider inside MailChimp.
2: But if they already know that, they should be warning their customers.
0: Well, Mm. thankfully, at that point, then they did. So shortly afterwards, they did post something up on their Twitter account.
2: Ah, your little placard going into the streets worked.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And how much time has passed now since you've published the article and all this has happened? Oh, a few hours. A few hours Okay, so this is a
0: few hours of work. And Uh, it was a Sunday, you know, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, it's not going to beat them up too much. And on Monday, MailChimp said that their service had been compromised targeting crypto companies. Mm. And it's unclear a little bit as to whether it's a MailChimp employee or whether a MailChimp employee had their account breached. But what MailChimp are saying is that Mm. a hacker accessed internal tools at MailChimp accessed over 300 MailChimp accounts used for sending out mailing lists for companies in the cryptocurrency and finance industry. So not just Trezor, but hundreds of other companies. And the hacker ended up exporting the mailing list for over 100 of those mailing lists to do whatever they wanted.
2: That is quite clever.
0: Yeah. So it may not just be a Trezor thing which is going on. There may be subsequent attacks which are going to happen. Which may look like quite plausible messages from your crypto company or your crypto wallet firm or whatever it might be, trying to trick you.
2: Yeah, and also, who's likely to go to the police when they lose, you know, for your example, five pounds? You're not going to do that Well, if you did actually lose it.
0: Five pounds, maybe not. But I fortunately didn't install the software which this email was telling me to install. Yay. But I did hear from people who said they had literally had their entire cryptocurrency investments absolutely raided. And so they have nothing left. And really? some Really? Pe- yep. Some people told me that they lost everything over the weekend. And
1: what a poop storm as well
0: for MailChimp. Well, yes. Obviously a lot of companies who have been affected by this breach are going to be concerned. And I would hope that those crypto companies are going to be contacting their customers and saying, look, your details may have fallen into the hands of hackers. So be on the lookout for phishing attacks and who knows what.
2: And from the boring perspective of, you know, in my job, I have to deal with not so fun stuff like supply chain and that. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, if I was a cryptocurrency company, I wouldn't probably value MailChimp that high on my making sure that they meet you know some security standard Mm -hmm. so i could see that there's a bit of a kind of um what am i trying to say there's a bit of a gray area of who's going to be held responsible one mailchimp did they have the right controls right Two, the cryptocurrency did they did they do their due diligence there
0: yeah it is unclear because trees will say it was a rogue employee inside MailChimp saying hackers accessed internal tools. It's unclear whether it may have been a legitimate employee who was socially engineered maybe into giving access to yeah, someone totally. else. So yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. It's, is... a,
0: it's a, it's a grey area for sure. But clearly, less than ideal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's going Not on? Not
2: ideal. Yes, that's a very yes. British way of t- putting yes. it.
0: <laughs> Fortunately for me, I didn't lose any money. I've probably done more damage <laughs> to spilling the water over my desk. Um, <laughs> Zoe, what story have you got for us this week?
2: Um, Mine is also not so lovely. Uh, (laughs) It's regarding a man that uh, was dating someone. They broke up and he was not too happy about that. And he had previously installed her CCTV system and was watching her on it. (sighs) Oh,
1: Like after post-breakup, like not telling her, just stalking her basically through the camera.
2: Yes. And then she went on holiday. And so he let himself into the apartment. uh, And uh, as you do, you know. And even worse is he took pictures of her flat. And then when she came back, sent them by email to her without context. Just pictures of her flat. Like... what.
1: Is this from an anonymous email address? It or was. Uh-huh. So he hid his identity.
0: That's the way to endear someone, isn't it, to you? you know, to That's
2: <laughs> a great way to win someone back.
0: Yes, win oh, yes. someone back. Oh, yes.
2: and then, the and then, Yeah, yeah. And then claimed it wasn't him, but when he was interviewed by police, I think he originally had said um, he had been sent them by somebody and he was sending them on to her because he was concerned, you know. Um, uh-huh. He was concerned for her safety, but he obviously admitted to being the one that took the photos and sent them uh, later when he was interviewed by police. Unfortunately, I've been in a very similar situation. Um, I won't give the full details. It wasn't CCTV and it wasn't photos of the flat, but it was um, access to um, one of my accounts and it was... um, there were pictures involved i'll give that detail uh, many years ago and um so i've been in that lady's position oh my gosh mm. and it's it's a sense of control it's it's not even it's not a lot of people were like well that just doesn't seem logical why would he take those photos and then send it to her because he's clearly showing he's done something you know
0: do you um, th- do you think it was more a sort of I, i'm just trying to get into his head do you think it's more of a Look what happens when I'm not around. Someone's able to hack into you. If only you had a big, manly, burly boyfriend who could protect you from this person who's breaking into your house and taking photographs. Do you think that's the thinking or...?
2: It could be. I mean, from my experience of investigating these types of incidents, because I do volunteer for an organisation in America called Operation Safe Escape. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about survivors leaving or have left domestic abuse um, situations, relationships, Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of times it's a sense of control. Mm -hmm. It's not logical. It's in some cases, it it may, Graham, you may be right. It may be, uh, look at, I could have protected this, or look at your extremely vulnerable, but it also is, you know, I can still control you. You it's know a like.
1: total mind fuck too if you're being oh, targeted. Yeah. Like holy moly.
2: Yeah. I think from my kind of experience of being the person that's been in that situation, it's terrifying even mm-hmm. if I know what's behind it. Even for example, um in my situation the person had access to my email account. I knew how to get him off of it. I knew mm. I knew how to check if he still mm-hmm. had access, but it's still terrifying because what else does he have access mm-hmm. to? Our lives are so online. In her case, it's her bloody CCTV. Like, yeah. I think they actually say in the article, she had unplugged it knowing he had access to it. When he went in, when she was on holiday, he plugged it back in, which is oh how she goodness. knew he was in the flat. Right. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. So what should you do, Zoe? I can understand, you know, if you've shared your email password with somebody and you've Mm -hmm. then broken up, you you shouldn't probably share your password anyway, but if you have done, obviously change it. But are, are there other rules and guidelines and pieces of advice you can offer people?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's two sides to it. Because it's domestic abuse and violence related, I want to be very clear that sometimes removing the person's access is not the right call. Uh, sometimes it's actually um, leaving their access because it can escalate, especially if they have intimate access to you, like they're in your home, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But if it's that you have physically left the situation, most of the time the advice I give is start over, get a new account or get a new phone uh, because Mm -hmm. you never know, especially if you're not a tech person. Mm -hmm. However, when it comes to things like you know you're a bit a a bit more confident maybe you have an organization like safe escape to support you it would be things like ensuring mfa is in place Mm -hmm. uh, multi-factor authentication ensuring Mm. you have a strong password in my case i did not give them that password actually it was so long ago i don't even know how he got it Mm. um but I'm a security person and I made a mistake and he got it. So, mm-hmm. you know, no matter how much you do, this can happen. Um, so it's just being aware of what information you have online and also being aware of what information can be seen in your email. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's obviously a, a mm-hmm. physical security aspect to this as well because the 100%. guy was able to re enter the house. So he mm-hmm. must have had a key or a PIN code. Yeah, scary
2: scary as fuck yeah scary, scary yeah it doesn't specify in the article how he got in but that that's just i'm making the assumption he had a key because it doesn't mm. say he broke anything mm. but um but yeah that's that goes to the what's left over i i remember years ago where somebody had put a camera up in their ex's house and the camera was in a private room you know so it, it's mm. they want control they want to use anything that they can and they'll use things that are what you would never imagine like cctv accessing your email or mm. you know putting cameras up so it is it is scary but i think the biggest thing is just knowing what you have in your environment and um i suppose figuring out if you can secure it or if you need to remove it
0: yeah so what's happened to this chap now he
2: did receive 12 weeks prison term um which is not much but no it's something
0: i think zoe his prison term has been suspended for two years so i don't think he has spent any time in prison
2: oh I so think i if did if i read did, it wrong
0: yeah i think if he misbehaves in the next two years then he'll have to serve 12 weeks
2: bloody hell okay i'm not as positive now two years <laughs> 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 Jen. It's kind of, it's kind of really, I think,
1: frightening. I think I don't know yeah. if it's a, just from a female point of view, but the idea that you can be kind of terrorized, like mentally mm-hmm. terrorized in that way. And then it's not. Considered... You don't feel safe
2: in your home, own home, yeah. and he gets 2 years suspension. And the article made it sound like they got a restraining order, and they he has to do volunteer unpaid work. They made it sound like that was such a big deal. <laughs> yeah,
0: like no, like loads of us don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> has to do some community service. Like, oh, here's a house which needs to change its locks. So maybe you could change its locks for it. So, some, something like that, which will work really, really well and we'll cause any problems in future.
1: And a mega takeaway in all this as well is like don't assume the default security settings are best for you, Yes, right? They're not the recommended ones. They are the ones to make it as easy as possible for you to get up and going and running.
2: Mm -hmm. Not
1: necessarily the best. So go through those settings, please, when you get a new device that you plug Mm.
2: in. Especially when it comes to CCTV because I know of somebody that had a lot of money. CCTV is closed circuit TV, I think, is what it actually Mm -hmm. stands for. But that doesn't mean that it's actually doing what it saying it's doing because a lot of them they're actually online they're available um yeah. on the internet like cloud-based so, ones yeah. yeah so make sure that what you set up is actually doing what you think it's doing not just that the default of is it secure but also is it accessible uh for people that you are not expecting let's mm-hmm. say
0: and if you've split up with someone just don't be a dick right
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think in I think in this case, when it comes to stalking, um I think there's it's a lot of control. It's a lot of possibly mental health issues. You know, there's yeah. a lot a lot going on there, um, but that doesn't excuse his behaviour. Like, yeah, please don't be a horrible person. At yeah, the very, at the bare minimum, please don't be awful. Yeah, I'm with you.
0: Much more nicely put than I said.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Carole, what's your story for us this
1: week? Okay, so we're going to start off with Microsoft, because they recently put out some research all about the state of the office, post-Rona or mid-Rona, wherever we are in the whole Rona mm-hmm. thing. And uh, they interviewed something like 3,000 different business leaders, and half of these leaders uh, intimated that their company already requires or plans to require full-time in-person work in the year ahead.
0: You mean people actually in the office, is that what yeah, you Yeah,
1: bums on seats. Oh, Really? Right. Bums on seats. Mm. And they also said that time spent in meetings for the average team since February 2020 has increased over 250%.
0: Oh, that's a good thing, isn't it? Because we needed more meetings. Yeah. No, that's excellent. I, I'm glad we've made progress. that.
1: <laughs> but if you, if you think about that, it's then perhaps no surprise that 50% of employees are more likely to prioritize health and well-being over work since the pandemic. And that 52% of Gen Z and millennials are thinking about looking for new work during the next 12 months.
2: Interesting.
1: All these stats are concerning, not just for employees, but for companies, right? Both large and small. They have to figure out a way to work with like strained budgets and a stressed out workforce and a lack of resources. And one of the big questions is what can mm. companies do to boost morale without breaking the bank?
0: Yeah.
2: I have a suggestion.
0: Is it croissants?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is not. It is not. It is maybe possibly listening to what the workers actually say they want.
0: Oh, what a namby-pamby <laughs> kind of thing to do. Um, <laughs> the last thing you want to do is ask people what they want. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, well, we, well I, I don't know. There's, ver- there's various ways to cheer up staff, isn't there, in the office? I mean, you could hire some mimes, for instance.
2: Would that would that make you want to stay at a company that doesn't no, listen no, to it, anything <laughs> you
0: say? I would, <laughs> It would be horrific. I don't know. Just just uh, ju- just just treat me like a normal human being. Don't treat me like I'm an idiot. I think is the So general. treat
2: you like a, you know a respectable adult essentially don't be rubbish
1: yeah yeah don't be rubbish interesting because the harvard business review published an article uh recently saying this is how someone might boost morale if they don't have any financial kickback to offer financial bump and one is like public recognition so basically mcdonald's employee of the month kind of thing (laughs) right
2: which to be fair to be fair if we look at intrinsic motivators, sometimes people are motivated that way. You yeah, know, sure. Feeling, you know, like you're making but a difference. you can
0: also you can also be demotivated, can't you? Because you can think, why has Bob Middleton? Being promoted as employee of the month when I know he's useless at everything, can't even carry wood, and he's just just waste of space who we need to get rid of. And some reason the bosses have decided he's brilliant, and they have not seen the enormous amount of useful, positive work which I have done this month. You know, you could be you could be demotivated by that kind of scheme, couldn't you?
2: Oh, completely, completely. I I would I would be absolutely. Angry of oh I can get a probably even a month but I can't work from home which I've done for two years <laughs> right right <laughs> what would you
1: say to another one that they recommend is uh, sending thank you notes to your home address so you'd have like you know dear Zoe <gasps> we just want to say that you're <gasps> such a star thank you so much for showing up every day and doing all the stuff you do sign the Horrendous. CEO or someone
2: <laughs> question. Does this does this thank you note include stickers? Because I may be swayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: there's not a fiver in there. I want at least a few stickers.
0: You know what I say? I say, kind words don't butter parsnips. If you want to cheer me up, if you want to boost my <laughs> the morale, then come on, get some money out of your pockets. You don't have any money. S- Slap it yeah, well they've but, got nothing they've got enough money. money yes they've got enough money to post you compliments and stickers or they've got enough money to praise Bob Middleton and frame his photograph on the <laughs> Who's wall
2: this Bob that you're so upset about
0: <laughs> you'll find him on LinkedIn um so.
1: i am going to look graeme it's interesting because you know other companies like you did not were not really moved by these symbolic rewards that I was talking about. Right. And one of those people is Amazon, right? Because they want a more innovative, more, you know, modern approach to dealing with this type of thing.
0: Are they rating their staff out of five? What, hot or not? Star rating. No, it's just like, would you recommend this employee to your friends? Is it something like that? Oh They're giving goodness. people star ratings. I could
2: totally see them doing that. Is that what they did? It's
1: uh, close, close. So, according to the intercept, and this is according to sources on the inside, last November, Amazon top executives had a little chit chat about creating an internal social media program. So, oh no. and this mm-hmm. this this social media program would allow employees to recognize coworkers' performances with posts called shoutouts. You can get that on LinkedIn, though. Right. But maybe you don't own all
0: the content then. I don't know. You don't want a shout out. You just don't want to be paid minimum wage by a or guy who's even. the richest chap on the entire planet. <laughs> Jesus. Going up in going up into space <laughs> on his pneumatic <laughs> pneumatic penis thing. It's just... You just want some money. Just pay me properly and then I'll be motivated.
2: Yeah, I I agree with that because I think think a lot of people are like, oh, I do my job. I'm not motivated by money. Full disclosure, I'm motivated by money because I have a family and I would like to eat.
0: Absolutely.
2: Are you
1: sure that I can't sway you because they have a gamified reward system inside their internal social media system here where you get virtual stars, not real ones, unfortunately, because that would be cool. But you get virtual (laughs) ones and badges, which is practically a sticker, Zoe, practically a sticker um, for activities that add direct business value.
0: If you paid me more money, I could buy my own stickers and possibly my own star as well.
2: Oh, actually, you can. That would be a good idea. The underlying thing is you have to meet your employees where they are. And if they're starving, or if they can't pay their bills, or if they're working to the point of exhaustion, mm. I don't bloody care how many stickers you give them or digital versions.
1: So, you're not sure an intranet's going to help yeah, reduce employee attrition and foster happiness? Because they're I mean, pretty convinced, right?
2: But but who's the people that are convinced? Yeah, know, top the people Amazon that execs. have enough money. Yes. <laughs> that they have enough money and don't understand why people aren't being, you know, so thankful that they bother to give them any money. Well,
1: I don't know. I think you guys are being short-sighted because these top Amazon execs, right, the kingpins here, are going to keep employees happy and productive so they won't look elsewhere for work. But let's assume this person at the meeting, I don't know, we'll call them Bob, right,
0: Graham? Bob. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's where Bob ended up, right?
1: Bob at the meeting says, Hey, hey, Zoe Graham, because you guys obviously are top execs at the meeting. They're like, How do we how do we stop disgruntled employees from basically complaining on the internet? Right? How do you do that? Like, you know, because obviously negative
2: blocking keywords. Good bingo. Aha. They always do that.
1: I have provided you guys inside the document the list. Ooh. These are the words that apparently were being considered to be blocked.
2: This is dumb.
1: This is dumb. Yeah. Now, I have to say Amazon have contested saying, well, you know, if this whole, you know, uh, social network does go live, uh, not all these words are going to be blocked. So, like, you know. I,
2: I can still say rubbish. What is TOT? What does that mean? I don't know. I looked it up and I was just like.
0: Have you tried Urban Dictionary? That's normally quite good.
2: I might be too old. I don't know. <laughs> 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 the second one is union. Yeah.
1: I don't care, for example, is a phrase that apparently would be flagged. And what they're saying is that if it's called like auto bad word monitor, quote unquote. And it was devised like it's effectively a blacklist that would flag and automatically block employees from sending messages that contained inappropriate keywords, and this is beyond, obviously, swear words or inappropriate, you know, uh, language. These are kind of like the word prison, right, for example. Right. Yeah. Right? Or ethics, interestingly, <laughs> is in there. No.
2: Ethics is blocked. Maybe it's because right. they don't want somebody to say this isn't ethical. Yeah,
1: they don't want any ethics on the internet. It seems ethical's okay, though. Ethic, ethical might get through. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Maybe, maybe the trick is just not speaking american english and then you could say anything
0: well maybe being really bad at spelling if you spell ethics with a k oh maybe
2: for instance
0: ethics. you know or we'll have to do double f fx in fact oh yeah oh well, that's very clever
1: i i was thinking along the same lines right you'd have to start kind of working on your writing mm. or language skills to get uh and i think you guys are both very good writers so if i wanted to communicate in this intranet i fucking hate working here mm. What what could I say instead?
0: I
2: would pop open my thesaurus.
0: <laughs> I love working at Amazon. Brackets, not. Are you allowed to use the word not? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's
2: not in the list. So TOT, according to slang for old people, I think on Google, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> texting on the toilet. Oh. Um, they also blocked restrooms, so po- oh, that golly. possibly could be it. But they didn't. They didn't block. Um, the loo so i I really think just spell things in the british spelling and um use a lot of parentheses
0: or just being just you know what i would do i'd just be very very sarcastic i'd just be so over effusive with praise i cannot begin to tell you how much i adore our overlords at amazon and how they bring lightness and wonder to my life Yes, yeah, so you could do
1: like analogies, so like working here is as glorious as being Jeff Bezos's personal proctologist, for example.
2: <laughs> That's perfect. I would, I would say something like, um, "Oh, you know, I had to miss my child's, you know, big development stage thing, but it's okay because working here is my favorite thing in the world. Just something as simple as that, because it sounds very positive. Yes. You
1: know, yes." I would definitely choose
2: working here. Because I love it so much. They've got representation blocked. Wow. They've really put some thought into this. Uh
1: Well, Amazon are saying, look, 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 there's no promises we're even doing this. We'll see what happens. It was scheduled to launch later this month. so we will see um, if any of you listeners want to see the list of words, I have a link to the Intercept article as well to a number of a number of articles. Just let you know that all's great out there. Everything's wonderful.
2: I'm just going to say if they put half as much thought into their incentives as they did into this bloody list, mm-hmm. they may actually have a couple of happy people.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure this is the way to make people smile. Yeah. I think I agree with you on that one.
2: Blocking pay raise? No. (laughs) That says it oh they even blocking diversity. That that really says something.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Collide sends employees important, timely, and relevant security recommendations for their Linux Mac and Windows devices right inside Slack. Collide is perfect for organisations that care deeply about compliance and security, but don't want to get there by locking down devices to the point where they become unusable. So instead of frustrating your employees, Collide educates them about security and device management while directing them to fix important problems. Sign up today by visiting smashingsecurity.com slash collide that's smashingsecurity.com K-O-L-I-D-E enter your email when prompted and you will receive a free Collide goodie bag after your trial activates. You can try Collide with all of its features on an unlimited number of devices for free for 14 days, no credit card required. Try it out at SmashingSecurity.com slash Collide, that's SmashingSecurity.com K-O-L-I-D-E, and thanks to Collide for supporting the show. So imagine this scenario. You're out of the office unexpectedly and a colleague pings you because they need access to some system you have credentials for. Now, listeners would never send passwords over email or Slack, but what about your co-workers? How many organisations out there are sending logins back and forth in plain text? Worse yet, how many just store all of their logins on a shared spreadsheet? We all know that human errors are the biggest threat to your organization's security, but did you know that weak or stolen passwords account for over 80% of all data breaches? There are tools out there that allow you to share credentials, set access permissions, and monitor the dark web for stolen logins. Keeper Securities enterprise password management platform does just that. Keeper locks down logins, payment cards, confidential documents, API keys and database passwords in a patented zero-knowledge encrypted vault. And it takes less than an hour to deploy across your organisation. Sign up for a Keeper free trial for your organisation today and get a free three-year personal plan. So get started by visiting smashingsecurity.com slash keeper security. That's smashingsecurity.com slash keeper security. And welcome back. And you join us at our favorite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call Pick of, Pick of the Week.
1: Pick of the week. Pick of the
0: week. Pick of the week is the part of the show where everyone chooses something they like. Could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website, or an app. Whatever they wish. It doesn't have to be security-related necessarily. Better not be. Well, my pick of the week this week is a little bit security-related because we have discussed (laughs) this case on the podcast in the past. Uh It's related to the extraordinary story of Quadriga CX and the death of Jerry Cotton. The company's CEO. If you don't remember, tune in back to episode 114 of the Smashing Security Podcast. I knew that off the top of my head, um, <laughs> where we talked about that case. It is now a Netflix documentary. Uh, it's called Trust No One, which you can go and check out. What happened with Quadriga CX was that they had they're, they're a Canadian girl, oh, they're Canadian. Oh, they must be amazing. Uh, company who were storing a, a large amount of money. And what occurred was this chap, Jerry Cotton, went on holiday to India, and then he died, or so the company said. And allegedly, only Jerry Cotton knew the password, which could unlock the cold wallets into which people had put their entire life savings So it's a very interesting story at the time, and there were, of course, investors who were deeply disturbed. Some of them you will see in the course of this documentary, very worried about what happened to their money, and were thinking that there was some kind of conspiracy going on. I'm not going to spoil anything about the documentary, for once. Good. (laughs) You don't normally spoil them. You're normally very good at setting it up. Thank thank you very much. But um, I thought it was quite interesting, and so I am going to recommend the Netflix documentary, Trust No One. Go and check it out. And it is my pick of the week. Nice. Zoe, what's your pick of the week?
2: Um, Yes. So my pick of the week is actually a couple of things. Um, so instead of a go-to bag or, you know, a emergency bag for whatever incident investigating being a mum, I now have a go-to travel bag for traveling with a child
1: and you mean traveling traveling you don't mean like going down to Sainsbury's
2: no no (laughs) I mean traveler traveling (laughs) um so I've traveled with my daughter um from I don't remember the first time she moved or she went to a country but I think four countries now um and this is not small travel this is like not just popping over to germany because i'm in holland
0: she's about one year old right so you've done a lot of countries in a short period of time
2: correct yes um this Mm. is also going over to you know across the pond to north america when she was about six months old so it's been a bit of a journey and this is traveling by myself with her as well
1: wow
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: so what so what's in your travel bag then
2: so the most important things are not the small things, not like, I mean, obviously clothes are important, you know, as a child. In <laughs> helpful, yeah. helpful, yeah. Those are good, bottles, you know, those are helpful. But the the main points that I I um, I think are really key uh, is instead of carrying, because carrying a pram or having a pram with you, or, or if uh, you might call it a buggy or um, a stroller, I think is the other term, mm-hmm. um, one that's collapsible, so easy to you know, fold down so that they can put at the bottom of the plane, um, and it's light is key. But also, if they break it or lose it, replacing it isn't that difficult because oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got two prams. Yeah, I've got my travel one, and then I've got mm. my main one, and mm-hmm. the travel one I actually like more, but it costs maybe a third of the other one. Uh, so if it gets broken, not big oh, deal. Oh, interesting. The other thing that is important is a carrier for the for my daughter. Uh, whilst I'm in the airport, so instead of carrying her in the pram, I actually strap her to my chest, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because that's leaves my arms open. I don't have to deal with a crying baby wanting to be picked up, and also, uh, you know, it's just it's just way more convenient. Um, and then on top of that uh, is a light car seat because the car seat that I have in the car is bloody heavy. and am pretty sure it weighs <laughs> the same as me. So this yep. is a specific car seat that is actually um, cleared for air travel, so if you do want to sh- like take it on oh, the really? plane um, for children that need their own seat, um, but also when even, even if you're checking it, you know walking it in the airport and to the um, taxis is not going to break your back. So All right., oh, that,
0: that sounds very useful. So we'll include some links in the show notes for people to check out your recommendations for these.
2: These are just suggestions of what I use. And they're not necessarily mm-hmm. the best out there, but whatever it right. is that mm. works for you. Mainly okay. just the foldable and light. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Graham,
1: are you a little jealous that there isn't man-sized, um, you Well, know, a
0: baby seat for me, you yeah. mean?
1: Man seat. <laughs> <laughs> a little your, for you me. You can bring your lazy boy with
0: you on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> that would be marvellous, wouldn't it?
2: If I find one, I will let you know, Graham.
0: <laughs> Good luck finding one <laughs> in my size. <laughs> Carol, what's
1: your pick of the week? Oh, I have a really sweet pick of the week this week. It comes from one of my very good friends, Andy, uh, and she just shared this with me. I don't even think it's very new, and you guys might be aware of it, but it's new to me. So it's called Literature Clock. It was made originally for the e-book, a collective, but there's now also a website that does it. It basically grabs snippets from literature that include a timestamp that aligns with the one that is currently in your oh, time look zone. At this. Right. So for example, when I was looking at it today, it's uh, one of them that just comes up on the website, it says, uh, quote, it's 1233 now and I could do it. The station is just down that side road there. And that's from five red herrings, Dorothy L. Sayers. Ah,
0: Sir Peter Whimsey.
1: Lord Peter Wimsey. Yes. Whimsy. And then it, like it's not every minute it updates, but every few minutes. Sometimes it's every minute, sometimes it's every two minutes, because obviously they've got to find the right uh, quote and they add these in and it just refreshes. And it's quite a nice backdrop to either uh, you can go visit online or to your e-reader.
2: Oh, that's lovely. That's very
1: cute. I think it's a Dutch tech journal called YAP Meyers, and the, mm. the English newspaper, The Guardian, um, and it's their brainchild. So, um, it's the perfect site to send to any book lover in your life, right? So, it's called The Literature Clock. It's my pick of the week. Links in the show notes.
0: Ooh. I don't know if I'd go to it again. I mean, I think it's very cute. But would you go to this on a regular basis, girl? Would you I
1: just I went to it out like you know, right after it was like died five minutes ago, you say? He asked. His eye went to the watch on his wrist, twelve forty three, he wrote on the blotter. And that's like Agatha Christie. So you get some good books as well. Like, you know. (laughs) I think
2: uh, I I quite like it. I, I also think, you know, it's it's well thought out. It's got a dark theme. I also yep. like the skip yep. quotes marked not safe for work. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> I only want the not safe for work ones. I, uh, <laughs> nice.
2: Of Maybe that's version 2.0. Um, but uh, no, I think that'd be cute to just have sitting in the backgrounds even. That's quite lovely. There
0: mm-hmm. you are. Marvelous. So that's my pick of the week. Very good. Well, that just about wraps up the show for this week. Zoe, I'm sure lots of our listeners would love to follow you online and find out what you're up to. What's the best way for folks to do that?
2: Um, they can follow me on Twitter at RoseSecOps uh, or they could check my website, which is just rosec.com, which would link to my Twitter, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cool. And you can follow us on Twitter at Smash Insecurity. No G. Twitter must last have a G. And we also have a Smash Insecurity subreddit. And don't forget to ensure you never miss another episode. You should follow Smash Insecurity in your favourite podcast app, such as Apple Podcasts, Overcast and Google Podcasts.
1: And huge thank you to this episode's sponsors, Collide and Keeper Security. And, of course, to our wonderful Patreon community. It's thanks to them all that this show is free. For episode show notes, sponsorship info, guest lists, and the entire back catalogue of more than 268 episodes, check out SmashingSecurity.com.
0: Until next time, cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See ya. (laughs) Wouldn't want to be ya. (laughs) No, I would. I would.
2: You guys, the timing is perfect because my daughter is now home. Uh,
0: Thank you so much, Zoe.
2: Yes, you gave us your free hour and we're so grateful. (laughs) She is now licking the ferret cage.
1: You didn't even bring up ferrets on the show. People will think you've given up on them. (laughs)